Welcome to the Innovate for Impact podcast. This podcast is for leaders in the social sector like you who want to make a difference. Each episode is packed with practical ideas on how you can be more innovative and create an even bigger social impact. We share our ideas on what you can do and also speak to leaders from the sector to share best practice. So let's get into it and let's talk impact. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Innovate for Impact podcast. I'm Dan Bentley, and also I've got Tracy Newman here. And yeah, today we're going to be talking to you about bringing your mission to life. We're going to be talking about all sorts of things. It's going to be talking about the CIA and missions, and it's going to be a really interesting episode. You might be thinking about what has that got to do with anything? Well, in time, you're here and it'll all make sense. But uh, yeah, Trace, what is it that we're going to sort of be talking to people about today? I know when you said CIA, people are probably thinking, you know, American spy agency. No, not at all. What we're actually talking about is how you can, I guess, really bring your mission to life within your organisation. So I'm going to sort of ruin the moment here by telling you that CIA actually stands for Communications, Interactions and Alignment. Not quite as exciting, but we think it's really exciting because this is actually where you really get to bring your mission to life and, you know, your reason for kind of existing actually becomes real for people. So I think that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I agree. And look, let's maybe start there because we're assuming people have listened to our content before, but maybe they haven't. When we talk about mission, we're not just talking about that one to two sentence thing that you've got on your strategic plan that says, you know, why you exist, I guess. When we talk about mission in in our work, we're really talking about why does your organization exist and what are you trying to achieve in the next whatever period of time? It's the mission of your organization. We've got to call that out because just so many people always go, I've got one of those. And (laughs) And it's like, well, let's have a look at it. When we often have a look at it, we can kind of find there's usually some some good opportunities to improve it. But yeah, you know, your mission is all about what you're trying to achieve over the next few years. It's usually something that's bold. It's usually something that's your reason for innovation. You know, innovation is not just something that you do for because it's cool. We do it for a reason and your mission is that reason. So when we talk about bringing it to life, well, you could have a really awesome strategic plan sitting on a hard drive or on the seventh page of your website that doesn't do anything you know it does absolutely nothing what we're talking about here is when organizations that are really impactful and innovative what they do very very well is they bring that mission to life and what it does is when they bring it to life is it's all the people in their organization understand that mission they can recite it you can ask anyone from someone working on the front line to somebody working in a back office type role you could ask uh, one of the executives doesn't matter who it is, they can recite that mission to you and they understand it. They understand how they're tracking towards it and they usually should have a vested interest in the achievement of that mission. Yeah, so you might be sitting there going, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, that's a long way from where we are now. So the good news is we're actually going to give you those sort of three areas to focus on and some real action that you can take within those three areas that will certainly get you along the way. And as with anything amazing, it is actually something that begins to take on a life of its own and it begins to be co-created by the people who are all part of 
your organisation and all part of achieving this mission. So it becomes really exciting. Sometimes the difficult part is the where do we start and it's that sort of awkwardness you know, as you begin, but then once you do, you get to see some of the impact and you get to see the results and then it becomes, it builds on its own energy. Yeah, absolutely. And look, some of the outcomes that we see when organizations do this really well in terms of impact. So quite often you're going to obviously get a greater engagement in your strategic and organizational goals. And when you get that, what you should really see from there is more focus towards doing the things that really need to be done rather than like a scattered approach, which is really like a bit of an efficiency type improvement. So you've only, you know, we often talk about organizations are being asked to do with more with either the same or less resources. Getting this right makes it really, really much easier for you to focus your people because it's clearer what the mission is that you're trying to get them to achieve which obviously means you're going to do, if you do that well, deliver better outcomes. There's also another whole side of it too, which sometimes goes not thought of, which is all about employee experience. And when you get this right and people love what they're doing and they feel like there's a purpose and they feel like they're contributing to something, no matter what role they're in, and they understand how that role actually plays a role in the bigger purpose of the organization, We know from not just our own work, but numerous studies and best practice things from around the world that you're going to get an improved employee experience because people love that stuff. They do. And when you think about it, those times when you've achieved a goal that wasn't easy, but that you've actually been able to do it, like that's, you know, the most impressive emotion that we get to feel. You know, the people who have, you know, gone to run a marathon and, you know, as they cross that finish line, you know, it hasn't been easy. It's involved a lot of training. It's been really difficult. And I'm sure as they were halfway through running that marathon, they would have gladly given up. But actually being able to persevere through that and then being able to see their progress and then actually having that excitement when they've crossed that finish line, that's the kind of feeling that this sort of creates within your employees because they get to see how all of the work that they put in really does make a difference. And, you know, it doesn't matter what your organization does. We speak to some organizations that, you know, they're doing such important work that really makes a difference for the community. And, you know, when they hire people, they're so bought on to the achievement of those goals and they're really inspired by that mission. But there comes a time where it can be a little bit groundhog day and, you know, you get caught up in the everyday. So what we're talking about here is actually drawing those links for people and having that communication and making it really regular so that people can actually see the progression that they're making and they get to live the contribution that they're making to that really worthwhile purpose. Yeah, well, I reckon we have got everybody on the podcast really revved up now and excited and, uh, you know, with those teasers around what's good about it. So let's get into the actual content. So the C in the CIA of bringing your mission to life is all about like Tracy said before, communication. So what this is about here is that all those communications that are across your organization, there can be so many different places and ways that you are communicating with people. There can be your executive comms. These are like newsletters that go around. What are the stories that are being told? Like on your assets, such as your screensavers and your backdrops on your staff computers, the posters on the walls in your office. You know, there is just so many different areas, but 
what you want to be doing here is, is you want to be understanding what are you communicating today and thinking about your mission and how can you use those communication channels to get that to your people. We all know I love these sayings. <laughs> My favourite one here is just when you begin to feel nauseous about the idea of needing to mention your mission again is exactly the same time that people are starting to hear it. So you really need to be comfortable with including this over and over and over again in lots of different ways and in lots of different mediums, like Dan said, so that people can hear the message in their own time and in their own way, but you're really including it holistically right throughout the organisation in all of those different communication channels. Absolutely. Are you looking for innovative ways for your organisation to deliver more impact? Take our online assessment and receive a customised report in your inbox that highlights exactly what to do next. It takes only five minutes to fill out and it's completely free. Visit impactoconsulting.com.au slash self-assessment. A really good place to get started to understand your opportunities for your communication is to map this out. So to think about today, what are all the different communication channels that we have at, coming from all different levels of the organisation getting an understanding of what has been spoken about and how, and then strategically thinking about how you'll bring your mission to life through those different channels. That's a really good place to get started because when you can see it as a system, you start to realize there's so many different opportunities on how you can do this. And like Tracy said, you've got to do this a lot. Don't think sending out an email once a month to your people or something like that is going to actually cut through. Like It almost needs to be like, this is like a game of repetition. This is a game of, like you said, you want to be almost feeling to the point where you're getting like sick of hearing your own voice, but you have to do this. Once you get that story of your mission and you can break it down into some sort of a concept so it's really easy for people to grasp, you just got to go out there and start bringing it to people all different ways because you know we're easily distracted and it's very easy for us to read one email, sort of pick up on a bit of it, you know, not read a poster that we walk past every day on the wall. So you've got to get people from lots and lots of different angles so that you're sure that they're on board. And then once you've done all this too, a really good test is to either do this yourself or you could get some people to help you do this, but just start talking to people at all different levels of the organization and ask them, like, what is our focus at the moment? And just see what you get back. Because, you know, if you do it and nine out of 10 people can recite what you're trying to get across, it's a really good test to know if you're on the right track. But if you do it and, you know, nine out of 10 people tell you something completely different and maybe it's what their area is focusing on or what their manager wants them to focus on or what they're focusing on as an individual, it's probably a good place to go. You're not really nailing it. Yeah. And I think on that point, you know, if people are focusing on something different, like maybe that also shows you that there's a bit of an opportunity around the goal and reward alignment, because if you've got the goals that are aligning to the the mission, but also uh, included that in your communication, then people should be able to focus on their own individual goals, but it also is leading to the focus on the mission and they can, they can join the dots there and they would be able to, you know, share that in terms of communication with you. 
the communication part, given that we often have people who aren't working in the same central location, does need to be considered slightly differently. So, you know, we talked about things like posters. Well, how are you going to capture that if you have people working from home? How are you going to capture that if you have people working out in your clients' homes? What's the version of a poster in those sort of environments as well? So often people assume that they can just sort of do the same things that they do when people are in the office and it will still have the same impact. So I think that's the other thing that you really want to be mindful of in looking at your communication system, that that you are picking up some of those physical assets in a way that's meaningful for people who are not necessarily in the same physical location. The other one that I'd probably just talk about too is the power of storytelling. We have mentioned this on some other podcasts that we've done, but um, let's talk about it again quickly. When you, you know, stories are the way that as a species we have passed on information for a very, very long time. And storytelling is still relevant today. And Actually, on one of our webinars we had recently, somebody asked us the question, like, what would be the difference of just sharing a case study versus telling a story? Now, that was a really, really good question. And Tracy, in her wise ways, answered that one and said something along the lines of, and jump in here, Tracy, if I've butchered this, but, you know, a case study is very much something that's going to be showing a lot of facts and, you know, maybe a bit of a process. And it sort of connects with your head. Whereas the story is really about, telling, yeah, I guess the story from somebody's perspective. So it's very human and it can capture people's heads, but it probably more so captures their hearts as well. And when we tell a really good story, it's really easy for people to remember, whereas facts and figures and those sorts of things, some people are good at remembering them, but a lot of people aren't because it's a story makes you feel a certain way when you hear it. And there's a lot of stuff out there on the internet. This is not a concept that we've created or anything like that, but definitely something that we do talk a lot about and do a lot in our work, but storytelling is a great way to be able to bring your mission to life. And um, you would, if those of you that have listened to a previous podcast that we did with Doug Taylor from the Smith family, he likes to see himself as the CEO of that organization as actually the chief storytelling officer because he feels that like his role there is alongside his CEO, CEO responsibilities is to actually go out and tell the right stories when he's communicating to really try and bring that mission to life for people and and how they're progressing towards that. Yeah. And, you know, as you were saying, Dan, there's lots of information out there. And one of the, another saying that I love is Brene Brown talks about, you know, storytelling is data with a soul. So it is about presenting information, but telling the story of that information, not just the numbers or not just the data, but actually building in exactly what that means for people and adding that context and meaning. All right. Uh, so I think that's enough on the C. Let's talk about the I, which is interactions. So Trace, what's covered under interactions in our way of bringing missions to life? Well, really an interaction is, I guess, all of the different touch points that your leaders have with people across the organisation. So we're talking about things like coaching, team meetings, performance discussions, and there's also the informal, you know, it used to be the water cooler chat, now it's the, you know, maybe the morning check-in and things like that. So all of those different interactions that happen that remind people and that talk to people about, you know, what they're doing and why they're there. Is the digital version of that being early onto a Zoom meeting? 
Yeah, and sometimes it's about actually dedicating some time from that Zoom conversation to actually just have the informal chat that you might be having as you're all filtering into the room together um, and actually creating a little bit of structure around it. Sometimes it can be something as, as simple as a Google document that people can just go in and write their thoughts on and other people can comment on it. Really, it's about not just assuming that those interactions are going to take place as they do when you're in the same physical location, but actually just creating some opportunities for those informal conversations to still take place. One question that I heard in a, in a Zoom meeting was, what's the thing that you would say if we weren't all on Zoom, if we were in the office? Like what's going on in your life that you would normally tell us that we're not finding out because we're having all our meetings on Zoom? And, you know, people were sharing things like they bought a new car or, you know, that they didn't get much sleep last night because their, you know, their child was teething and, you know, all of those little informal conversations that we don't necessarily have if we're only focusing on the task at hand. Yeah. So what we're talking about is, like Tracy said, coaching, team meetings, performance discussions, all those different things that happen at all different layers of the organization. And it's about helping people understand as part of that, what their role is in the overall mission of the organization. So continually joining the dots in those discussions around what that individual does or doesn't do and how that is contributing or not contributing towards the mission. And so, you know, a good example of that could be somebody has done something really well, maybe they've exceeded some sort of a performance target or something like that, and having a discussion around like, hey, you know how you've done this recently? That is absolutely fantastic. That is absolutely aligned with what we're doing around trying to whatever it is that your organization does. And the reason why it is, is because of this, you know? And so really sort of having those conversations where people are going, wow, like that's cool because that's what everyone's talking about in the organization. It's absolutely everywhere. You know, I've heard the CEO, I've heard the other executives talking about this and wow, the thing that I did is really aligned to that. That's fantastic. So it's about joining those dots for people because they don't often join them themselves. Further to that, yes, it's about joining the dots for them, but it's also about encouraging people to join those dots as well. So, you know, maybe somebody gets some really positive feedback from a client and you could sort of share that positive feedback and talk about that, but then you can actually ask them to join the dots as well. Because again, the more ways people have those conversations, the more meaningful it becomes. And then they become quite practiced at being able to join the dots between the client's experience of that activity and the achievement of the mission. And, you know, you can sort of build many of those connections and then people can start actually joining those dots for each other. I know I've I've experienced that working with a team where we had a really large focus on taking care of our clients and how I knew that it was working really well was when I got to hear people have those informal conversations with each other talking about, hey, you know, I just heard you do this and that really ties in with, you know, what we're working on at the moment and that was really great. So, you know, that's when you know that all of those little micro interactions are really having a a big impact it's a simple one in concept but a complex one in practice uh, you know you could probably think of a lot of different ways you could do that but yeah it's one of those things is that if it is about giving your leaders the ability to be able to easily join those dots so helping them understand how everything does sort of tie in together and having that really clear message in the first place that they can then quite easily tap back into. You know, we say when organizations do this really well, they say there's two things we're working on or there's five things we're working on or they have some sort of an acronym or something that sort of brings it all together and makes it 
easy to remember for people. And so giving your leaders something like that and arming them with that for these discussions is going to make it a hell of a lot easier for them to join those dots or help other people join those dots themselves. All right. So let's do the final one, alignment. So alignment is all about making sure that your structures like your rewards, your goals at all levels of the organization align to what this mission is. So a real common trap that we see that happens is that the strategy is not aligned to how people are are remunerated and rewarded and recognized and all those sorts of things. You've got this bold mission that the board has agreed on, but then when you actually map all of them out down the organization, either at some points or maybe even at no point at all, do they actually sort of cascade and align? And so it's really important to do this because if you don't have this, then people aren't going to be pushing in that direction that you want them to go. One of the things that we see that contributes to that is people set goals around what they can easily measure as opposed to setting goals around what they want to have as an outcome. So they have the mission, they have the the objectives, and then they have a look at, well, what would that look like? Oh, okay, well, we can't really measure that. So how about we include this thing? (laughs) And it's close, but it doesn't have that real full alignment. And so therefore, what you see is people work towards that goal and, you know, they work towards being able to measure their own progress around that goal and, and that's where their focus is. But, it, you know, it, it only needs to be a few degrees off the mark to actually not quite reach exactly what it is that you're looking for. And the real magic of having your mission communicated and become part of the way you work, the real magic is that people get to make little decisions in a way that aligns and through that focus that's where you get the significant outcomes. So if you're taking people's focus away, even if it's only a small amount, then that's where you miss out on that great benefit. So we talk about goal alignment, and I think that's something that people are quite comfortable with and something that they see. I think the other thing is the reward alignment. So what you want to to do is make sure that the informal rewards, it comes back almost to that storytelling. Like if you're sharing stories about what people have achieved, you really want, again, for that to be aligned to what it is that you're trying to achieve as an organisation. So I've seen it happen before whereby what was informally rewarded were the things that were considered outside of somebody's standard role. And the objective there was that, you know, they'd be rewarded for things that were over and above, which was great. But what that then meant was that there weren't people getting rewarded for doing their role to a high level. So the risk there is that people do their role well enough (laughs) and then their attention is on things that are sort of that value add Whereas, you know, sometimes you could get more progress towards your mission if people had all of their focus on their role and delivering excellence as opposed to delivering good enough. Yeah, that's a great point. I think as well, we've seen it too, where goals don't align down the chain. So you might also have something like, uh, you know, a really big broad goal, which is around, we will provide like, you know, this sort of experience, like a really high standard of experience. And then your targets are set really low in the contact center or something like that, where it just doesn't, it's not best practice and it's not something that creates a great experience. And one of the things you could do to get started with that is just map out across your organization, the different types of things that area leaders and frontline leaders and 
you know, frontline people are sort of being rewarded for and just, just sense checking that to make sure that it does align to the outcomes you're looking for because it's, it's very easy. And as we know, a goal setting process can be very different between organization and organization. And sometimes it can be that, like Tracy said, these are the things that have been historically measured or maybe even from like a funding perspective, we just sort of measure a certain amount of things to make sure that we're going to get that. But there is a broader view of that, which is your mission and making sure that all of that sort of cascades down and back up again as well is, is just really important. So, all right. So there you go, guys. So we've got um, it's the CIA just to refresh. It's about communication it's about interactions and it's about alignment. And if you get those right, then you should really be in a great spot to bring your mission to life for your people. I hope you enjoyed that podcast episode and good luck implementing some of these ideas into your work so that you can bring your mission to life for your people. So thank you and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Innovate for Impact podcast. Any links to what we spoke about today will be posted in the show notes. If you'd like to know more about social innovation, visit our website where we have a heap of tools to help you on your way. Visit impactoconsulting.com.au Thanks for listening. Now go out there and make an impact.